Welcome to Couch Crouches. This is Jim. I'm Joe. How you doing, Joe? Uh, I'm doing better now that I'm done with my show. We're still down a grouch because Gonzo's in Tech Week, but I wrapped my Tech Week slash show last week, and I'm feeling a lot better. How are you? Doing good. I wanted to just uh, quickly thank um, <clears throat> Wes last week from uh, Drinking and Dragons for... Uh, what turned out to be a very, very positively received uh, episode, and uh, I thought a really good, uh, a really good uh, interview. It's nice to, um, again, like I said, uh, see people involved in our hobby using the hobby for you know for good. So, um, as they post events and things like that, we'll uh, make sure that we, uh, you know, kind of get them on there and let you know mm-hmm. uh, when the next event is and. Uh, Maybe even we'll go to one and yeah. and uh, see what kind of trouble we can get into. So, um, I see you have a uh, brand new yeah blueberry the... acai coke diet mm-hmm. coke. Um, I have had that. Have you had it yet? I've had yeah. I got a. I tried one because they were like seventy nine cents right. in like the single packs, and then I liked it enough to get like the however it's like an eight pack in mm-hmm. the tall in the tall cans. I think they are something like that. Yeah. So the, but, I mean they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's no ginger lime, but. I did. Uh, yeah, I like the ginger lime too. But yeah. ginger lime's my favorite. My favorite non-diet Coke diet mm-hmm. Coke. Because they no longer make old school diet cherry Coke. Mm. Or if they do, you can't find it anywhere. So one of the flavors is some kind of cherry, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it doesn't but taste good. It's not good. the same. Yeah, it's like naughty cherry or something mm. ridiculous like that. And it actually, I don't like it. Is it one of the spicy ones? It's spi- It tastes yeah. spicy. It's not. So- I don't know if it was supposed to, but it tastes spicy. I don't like it. I don't like it. Fuck that noise. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, back in the studio, mm-hmm. um, back in Bohemia Studios, and uh, I feel like Gonz will be back soon. I imagine he'll probably be back next week. That'll be good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is what's what. So you. So the show's over. Feeling good. Show is over. Uh, had some hiccups, but came away with a bunch of adopted stage children because that's what happens when you work with kids on stage, as you're very aware. It's a way of life. <laughs> um, apartment's good. My birthday's next Monday. Yes, it is. I, uh, yes, it is. You do anything fun for your birthday? Um, my mom gave me my present early. I'm going to see Beetlejuice on Broadway. Got orchestra seats to go see Beetlejuice, okay. which I'm pretty excited about. And then on the actual day, I'll probably... For my family, we usually like go out to dinner or something. Okay. Um, I'll probably end up going to like the Olympia Diner or something like that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm not. My mom was like, "Oh, you know, we can go anywhere you want for your birthday," and I was like, "I like, I like the Olympia. <laughs> I don't want to go somewhere like, I don't care enough to go somewhere expensive or anything. Like, I just want to I mean, eat can, good food. I can recommend a couple of really yeah. good places to go to that are hell of a lot nicer than the Olympia fucking diner." I just like the Olympia. I've never had a bad meal there. Oh, I have. I haven't. Yeah, I've been eating there a lot longer than you That's have. That's true. But I gotta say, I've had a bad meal there in my adult life. Like I've had Yeah. In fact, I'll say I've had a bad meal there in the past five years. Hmm. A couple. Maybe it's just when I go. It happens. Well, you mean do you order the same thing? No. No, I, see, I try see, not to. The things that I order most of the time are fine. It's when I, mm-hmm. you know, try to kind of you dip out into something else. I should know better. So that's, I, I feel like at the New Britain Diner you get that a lot too. 
of the like diners in the state. There's definitely some things you can get at the New Britain Diner. That's that, and then there's there's what the fuck is that place? Macris. I've never actually been in there. Yeah, there, but sometimes it's good. It's been there forty years. I've never been more than that. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes their um, potatoes taste like soap. Oh, very nice. So you never know. It's always a toss up. (laughs) So yeah, I'm. I'm. Nothing's new with me. Um, I got new boots. I got new. uh, They're nice boots. New LARP boots. Um, Son of Sandler's. Uh, I can't recommend them enough i can't endorse them enough i'm wearing them right now Mm because i'm breaking them in uh warning um they are quite pricey Mm. but they're handmade and they're um really high quality and uh i mean if you go to renaissance fairs you've probably seen their booths before Mm -hmm. um they're fairly popular um but i can't recommend recommend them enough um you know, I, uh, I'm very happy with them so far. So, and they smell so good because yeah. they're brand new and right. they're real high leather. So, yeah, breaking them in, getting ready for uh, first LARP of the season. So, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. Um, as I said last week, I've got a few questions from last week, mm-hmm. uh, last week's show um, that we'll try to answer tonight, as well as what we do have here. Um, yeah, so that's it there. Uh, do we want to. Uh, I don't know anything else for the for the open. Uh, not that I can think of. Well, why don't we jump right to the news? Got a little different inflection on there. A little little (laughs) at the end, kind of. Do you want to go first or? Um, Yeah, I guess we can. I can go first. Um, So uh, late last week. the uh, first of what I'm sure will be many slaughterings, you know, many uh, Stalin-esque purges mm-hmm. of Fox happened when Disney um, shuttered uh, Fox 2000. Mm-hmm. Now, Fox 2000, for you don't know, is you know one of one of the Fox studios. Um, you know, Fox 2000 is weird because they didn't have like a focus. Right. Like Fox Searchlight is mm-hmm. indie films, mm-hmm. things like that. Right. You know, you, you, they're, they're, you know, sometimes, sometimes um, certain, you know, sub studios to major studios have right. some kind of aim, some mm-hmm. kind of purpose. This is our animated or this is our, you know, more adult one or this mm-hmm. is our family friendly one or this is our, you know, popular one or this is our rated R one. Right. Um, let me just give you the movies that Disney two that uh, that that Fox two thousand opened you right know, t- yeah. two thousand produced uh, the Devil Wears Prada okay Life of Pi okay Fight Club okay and Alvin and the Chipmunks among yeah, among others it's a little all over the place yeah so you know um, it's weird yeah I, I just you know Lake Placid mm-hmm. the 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 giant alligator movie you know. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I, I just, um, you know, I, I just, you know, it's sad to see him go, you mm. know, sad to see anybody lose their jobs. Right. Um, but, you know, they did. Um, and, you know, they, um, you know, I'm sure that, you know, I, I, I think that if you're a, you know, a film studio employee, you know, mm. if, if you're a film professional. Right. You know, while it's not, oh, you'll be fine, mm-hmm. I- I'm sure they'll find work. Right. 
you know, uh, I'm sure they'll find work, um, you know, be it at another major studio. Yes, there are still a number of major mm-hmm. studios or for like Netflix or Amazon. Like these people will hopefully find work. And I even, think. you know, some of them might even transfer to another, you know, offshoot of Fox. Yep, a division know, which, of Disney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I feel like they kept who they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they've been kind of cherry picking, which Disney has the power to has right. not yeah. only the power to do. It's exactly what they should right. be doing. It's I mean, we spent all this money on this on this not only property, but it's whole infrastructure. Let's mm. go ahead and take the best. Yeah. And kind of, you know, it's kind of cold, but like kind of, you know, the, the people that can't be replaced, we got to mm. keep. But the people that, you know, we don't need duplication. Like, right. you know, yeah. you know, if we have 30, you know, 30 key grips, mm. we don't need 30 more key grips. Right. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I just, um, as much as, you know, as much as I hate to see, um, Anybody lose their job right. for something like this? Um, you know, this was going to be a consequence of this merger. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you know, I think one of the good things about this is that, from what I understand, Fox has been in touch with the employee base for some time. Right. Going, we don't know exactly what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but you know, as it happens, we'll try to let you know. Right. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if when the Disney merger was announced mm-hmm. two and a half years ago, isn't right. that something like that? Isn't yeah. that but isn't that ridiculous That's, that it, yeah. it was just about that long ago? I got to imagine that people started looking for work. Right. Because, you know, nobody knows what's stable and what's it's, not. It's like, yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm going to go to Universal and see if they're oh, yeah. hiring. Or I'm going to go to Sony you and know, see if they're hiring. The guy who was in charge of Alvin and the Chipmunks was probably like, yeah, I don't think they're going to want to keep me around. Yeah, so I'm so. going <laughs> to... But I mean, there you go. So, um, you know, you know, we wish you all well, mm-hmm. and we trust Best that you trust that you'll find you'll find, you know, uh, engaging employment mm-hmm. elsewhere. Um, you know, it's not a shrinking industry. Right. You know, it's just there are fewer players. Yeah. So, good luck. Um, yeah. So that's that's my first mm-hmm. one, Joseph. So. I told you already. I wasn't going to do this article, but in goddamn reading right, it, goddamn right, you're going to do this. We article. gotta, we gotta talk about this just, just for the fact that. So, um, not only did this article teach me that um, Tim Story, the uh, director behind Fantastic Four <laughs> and Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, yes, is attached to direct a live action animation hybrid uh, of a Tom and Jerry movie, um, but now. Uh, the Tom and Jerry film has its eyes on Game of Thrones star Peter Dinklage for the male lead. He's set to play, well, they want him to play Terrence, the main antagonist of the film. Um, I guess there were uh, some leaks of concept art for it, uh, which I haven't been able to find. But um, is the film is the film horribly and, and terribly racist? Um, to be that. I mean, well, how close is it cleaving to the source material? Yeah, there, there's uh, apparently um, Jennifer Lawrence is also possibly involved. Jesus Christ, that um, fucking broad. As well as Zoe Dutch, Dooch, or Olivia Cook as female leads. Um, so yeah, it's the Tom and Jerry movie is set to be in theaters April sixteenth, twenty twenty one. You know what there doesn't need to be? A Tom and Jerry movie? Correct. <laughs> a 
haven't we done haven't we explored all we can with Tom and Jerry? I don't know. I just I can't Tom and Jerry there were episodes of Tom and Jerry that were like six minutes long that still felt just a bit too long. Yeah. So So we get it. He's not gonna eat the mouse. (laughs) The mouse is smarter than he is. Unless this movie ends with like the eviscerated corpse of Jerry. No, 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 no. It doesn't even need to be anything like like that. It's just a final picture of Tom with a big smile on his face uh-huh. with a mouse tail hanging out of his <laughs> hanging or between his teeth. Yeah. Like if that's how this movie ends, okay. I'll take it. That I'll sounds more it. like the Eli Roth version <laughs> yeah. of Tom and Jerry, though, you know. Um all right. Um What's your other news? So my other news, I guess, you know, is almost ranty, um, but I'm not gonna get too ranty about mm. it. Um it's uh, talking about how the uh, runtime for Avengers Endgame has reportedly been leaked. Mm-hmm. And it um, looks to be like it's going to be three hours and two minutes. So I hear that mm. and I immediately go, oh, yay. Yeah. Like, oh, three hours. Awesome. That's fucking cool. Um, but because the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, is a horrible place. Right. Um, people that want to bitch are gonna bitch, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, why is this so long? Why does it have to be long? It's gonna be ridiculous if you skip the credits. You'll shave off an hour. And it's like, you know what? Fucking stop. What? Just why can't you fucking people be happy? If you think about what this movie has to do, this movie has to tie up. The first three phases of the Marvel movies. Three hours isn't enough. It's got we we're saying goodbye to however many people because contracts are over and however like right. you know we know we're not going to see Steve Rogers again. Well, I mean, I, and, and you know they've always said it's not you're not going to see them again. You're just not going to see them as a lead right. in the films. Um, I mean, Chris Evans has said that he wants to step out. He might do a cameo here and there, but I, I don't yeah, think... Chris he'll, yeah, Chris Evans wants to step out, but you want to know what? Money talks, bullshit walks. And I I feel like, you know, a, a Robert Downey Jr., a, a, I feel like Chris Hemsworth is going to have a role to play because he's going to be training Valkyrie to be the next Thor, but... I mean, he's um he's not... um. I don't think his contract's up. I think I thought everybody in that first I, Avengers I don't movie believe so. Is all out. No, I believe the the contracts that are up. I don't know. Is Chris Hemsworth contract up? Let's I thought look. it was, but maybe I'm wrong. I know Robert Downey Jr. I know Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Sam Jackson's been up for a while, but he just likes doing the movies, so he's going to keep showing up to do them. Um. Scarlet's got a few left, I think. Uh, who knows? Um, it looks like Chris Hemsworth contract is up. So. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like he's gonna—he lost the eye for a reason. Odin's yeah, dead. Except, except they immediately threw it back into his head. Yeah, like they auto, it's like, oh, we we can't have you. And I don't then, why. Like why? Okay, that that always bothered me. Mm. Why did they decide just to give him an eyeball? Like, did he really? Did, did Maybe? Chris really hate wearing that? Eye patch? I maybe mean, he. Maybe they were already filming some stuff for Infinity War where he had two eyes. Just CG that <laughs> shit. They CG everything else. How hard is it to put a fucking? Oh, 
<laughs> eye patch on. But I feel like this movie has to do so much that a three-hour runtime isn't going to feel like enough, and it's going to feel like it breezes right through it. Oh, yeah. It's not... You're not going to be sitting there like, oh, my God, I can't believe... Lo-. How long was Infinity War? It wasn't three hours. It, but it was a decently long movie. It must have been two, two and a half. I'm sure it, it had was. to be around there. And that movie did not feel nearly that long. Infinity War's runtime was two hours, 40 minutes. So getting close to three. We're looking at 22 minutes yeah. more. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know what? I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate the haters. You know, I, I, I gotta say, you know, I spew a lot of hate, but it's not, I don't know, man. I, I bet just, you 90% of the people that are hating own and regularly marathon the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings. I mean, that was my, you know, I post that on my personal Facebook. It's like, you fuckers love your four-hour Lord of the Rings. Right. <laughs> I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. So, okay. Uh, that's mine. What do you got, Joe? Uh, so my last article, uh, Jordan Peele was going around doing some um, press stuff for us. And uh, he was uh, he was asked about... If Not would, for us, Couch Grouches. Yes. The movie. <laughs> the movie Us. If he was um, doing us, if he was doing stuff for Couch Grouches, um, he, well, he's not. He uh, was asked um, if he would ever consider hiring a white lead for one of his films. And he stated, I don't see myself casting a white dude as the lead in my movie. Not that I don't like white dudes, but I've seen that movie. Which I think is completely fair. Um, and... The guy has a vision for what he wants his movies to be, yeah. and the guy wants to make something new. I I hear incredible things about us, by the way. Yeah, he wants to make movies um, about mm-hmm. people of color with people of color. Uh, you know, and who yeah. who who hated on him? Did people bitch? I mean, not that no I've one's seen, calling him a racist. But, um, so he he went on to say it really is one of the best greatest pieces of the story. Feeling like we are in this time. Uh, at a renaissance, a renaissance has happened and proven the myths about representations in the industry are false. So it's really, he's, you know, and people are talking about, he, he went on also to talk about how his statement shouldn't be misconstrued as sort of this like segregationist or racist thing. And he, you know, goes on, he did the, he did the white person i have a black friend where he talked about his wife chelsea peretti being a white woman so he was like you know it's not like i hate white people i married a white lady (laughs) like i i am all on board if he wants to do what he's doing and his movies are making money and his movies are getting critical praise and the guy won an oscar and let the guy make the movie that he wants to make yeah is is how i feel about it and i'm sure the people that are bitching online are. So I'm having a hard time finding people bitching online. You got to go on like, yeah, you got to go on like, like you sucking know, Trump's cock.com. Right. Something. something like that. Yeah. And I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So if you've got ideas for news, mm-hmm. if you've got articles you want us to talk about, um, how do they get in Which touch with us, Joe? They can email us, uh, couchgrouches at gmail.com. Uh, they can tweet at us at couchgrouches. Find us on Instagram at couchgrouches. Uh, they can go to facebook.com slash couchgrouches. Uh, just a quick plug. You guys can listen to the show on Spotify. I had some 
I had some people, you know, surprised that we were on Spotify because they didn't realize it. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on, you know, the Google Podcasts. We're, if you are if you have a podcast app, we're probably on it. So send this out to your friends. I'm sure they can find us, you know, listen to us. Also, I don't know if you you probably didn't do news last week. Um, I don't but think we did. Did you discuss that James Gunn is back in the director chair for Guardians Three? Um, I don't think we did. Um, I just feel like I, I, we should bring that up because that's fucking awesome. Well, I mean, everything is everything's the way it should be. What's right is right. Yeah, they never should have pulled him in the first place. I agree. Um, you can say some dumb shit, own it, and apologize. Mm-hmm. And if you're if your apology is sincere, that's it. Right. I mean, like, I, I mean, have things gone too far? Well, and that's, <laughs> you know? he apologized after he originally made the statements. He apologized when the statements resurfaced in a completely sincere apology. He didn't put up a fight when he was canned from the movie. He never denied, yeah, no, he did not. And he never denied that he posted them. Right, he, he, he never, never, and he never tried to defend them. He never backpedaled, he never did, he, he said straight up, like, I said some dumb shit. He's like, I, you know what, it, and it was a different time. Yeah. But he was like, I was, it was, it was meant to shock, and it was a different right. kind of, it was a different type of humor, and in this day and age, he's like, I get it, it's not cool. I feel like, Dave Batista got the, like, Google News alert that he was back, and he, he was just like, fuck yeah! Because nobody was fighting harder than that, dude. No, not at all. Um, and what the hell? I'll just do one um, quick one. Um, Florida man steals $33,000 of rare coins, redeems at Coinstar for $30. <laughs> FloridaMan.com. Good old Florida man. Just, I'm not even going to go into it. Just there you go. Um so yeah, so what are we here for tonight? Ladies and gentlemen, we are here tonight to defend a bad movie. Oh boy, and, and we got a doozy for you. So we're going to watch the uh, Bruce Willis masterpiece, <laughs> Hudson Hawk. Now, um, <gasps> this was a really big budget film, mm-hmm. and this was a horrible flop. Yes. Um. I have a special place in my heart for this movie, uh-huh. um, and you hated it. So I I watched this movie once in high school. Um, our listener, Adrian, uh, found this DVD in his house. His dad owned it on DVD, and he brought it to school with him because he was like, look at, this, look at this DVD case. And it just said Hudson Hawk, and there was Bruce Willis swinging across on like a – on a rope, and he was like, we got to watch this movie. We have to watch it. So we went to my house, we watched the movie, and we just sat there, and we were just like, what the fuck is... Now, I have <laughs> to... Fuck now, happening? I have to say, this is a stupid fucking movie. Yeah. It is a stupid movie. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I remember... People like Scarface. That is a stupid yeah. fucking movie. I feel like it's a different kind of stupid. Though. Hudson Hawk, I feel like, kind of, especially by the end of it. Do you know what the difference is between Hudson Hawk and Scarface? A lot, by the way. Yeah. Hudson Hawk never tries to pretend it's not a stupid right. movie. <laughs> All right? 
But Scarface takes itself completely serious. I feel like, by they, the way, I love Starf- Scarface, but that movie's fucking stupid. I feel like they really lean into it as the movie goes on. Like, it gets dumber as the movie goes oh on. Oh, my God. Until you hit that finale with, oh, yeah. airbags, can you fucking believe yeah, yeah. it? Yeah. I, and the limo had a sprinkler system. Can you fucking believe it? It's fun. It's if fun. you haven't watched the movie before, I don't want to recommend people watching it, but you probably can, and it'll be okay. So if you just be aware that it's fucking something else. This is one of the dumbest movies ever made. Yeah. Okay. I, and I'm not saying it's any good. I'm just saying I have a special place in my heart for it. Keep in mind, I haven't watched this movie. We're gonna say ten years. But it's probably more. Uh, it's probably I mean, been around ten years for me. So I will say that not that we uh, really take uh, Rotten Tomatoes as a <laughs> guide, but it did get twenty six percent on the tomato meter and a fifty six percent audience score. I mean, I've watched movies that were lower and enjoyed them. Yeah. So again, I, I feel like you're more mature now. Yeah. Maybe I'll appreciate so it. going into it. Going, also, this is a yeah. stupid fucking movie and I can appreciate the nuances of a stupid movie. I feel like I also having seen it now, like going into it, all we knew was Bruce Willis was swinging on a rope. That was all we knew about this movie when we went to watch it. So we watched it and we were just like, he's what's he, why is he? And then what the, and then we were just all really confused, which made us all like, we just made fun of the movie, which can be a good time. But we were all just like, I feel like we just wasted our time watching this movie. I feel like now, knowing what it is going into it, I might enjoy it more. Well, let's see what happens. So um, if you'd like, uh, you can get uh, Hudson Hawk uh, on Amazon, iTunes, uh, Fandango Now, Vudu. Um, I couldn't find it on a free streaming service. Uh <laughs> I'm sure I could bootleg it, but I'm not going to spend that much time. Yeah. I'm going to spend my $4 and rent it. Mm-hmm. Um, We're adults. Yeah, and uh, that'll be fine, so we'll have fun. Uh, if you guys want to check out you guys want to check out some some Hudson Hawk, uh, go for it. Um, and, uh, you know, email us. Let us know what you think. If you've uh, already watched Hudson Hawk and you're questioning why we would put ourselves through it, Email us. Let us know. Talk to us on social media. Maybe we'll try to get Bruce Willis to tweet at us or something. Yeah, really. I don't even know if he has a Twitter. I'm pretty sure he has a Twitter. You ready for this? Dude, this isn't the worst Bruce Willis movie. Oh, we'll talk about it after. Um, Maybe it, it'll be proven uh, wrong. I mean, worst Bruce Willis movie. Wow, there's some bad no, Bruce Willis movies out no, there. no uh, Die Hard 5 no color of night. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, Bruce Willis made a lot of not great. Movies. Hey man, you know Bruce Willis, but he's man, charismatic as fuck. Man needs a fucking paycheck. Yeah. What are you gonna do? All right, so uh, wish us luck. <laughs> we'll be back in a few, and we'll uh, let you know what we thought of um, fucking Hudson Hawk. <laughs> Oh, we ain't got a barrel of money. We may be ragged and funny, but we'll travel along. Hit it, Eddie. Singing a song. And we're back. Yeah. Um, 
Um, I'm <laughs> sorry, Joe. <laughs> That's a rough watch. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it, wow. The end of that movie really is the best moments of that movie. Just yeah. The, <laughs> I mean, really, the highlight of that film is that little dog being shot out a window. Mm. That's. Um, but it all it all came back to me. <laughs> so, I How's remember driving. I'm one eight hundred. I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I remember it being dumb. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, let me let me just say this. Absolutely nothing that happened in that movie surprised me. Right. I remember that movie frame by frame. Mm-hmm. I just didn't remember. I, I feel like the movie is just so much more insipid than it yeah. was the last time I watched yeah. it. Like again, like it's a stupid movie. We wouldn't do it knowing it was a stupid movie, knowing mm-hmm. it wasn't a good movie. Right. But um I can't defend this movie. No. There is nothing there is nothing de- nothing redeeming about this film. Everything demeaning, mm-hmm. nothing redeeming about this film. It once again just, just solidifies my hatred of Sandra Bernhardt and her fucking <laughs> terrifying face. Yeah. Um, they really, the whole like villains, the villains of this movie are just like, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch them. I will say Richard Grant, who, mm-hmm. who's her husband, yeah. um, you know, is um, actually quite good um, in the movie with this guy. <laughs> I know where the bastard sleeps. I brought him there. To Carfax Abbey. Sorry. Mm. Um, I just thought about it. I'm like, oh, I can hit the button for that. Mm. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, that just, just, just. No! Um, There's nothing redeeming about that film. Yeah. Um, And they spent real money on that. Yeah, that was... um, I, I just I mean there are some there are some for the time some decently big actors in that film. Oh yeah. Like it was meant oh, to yeah. be a big blockbuster and it part of me <clears throat> remembered it being more self-aware. They s- Yes. Yeah. They spent get ready for this in 1991 they spent $65 million on that film. That film made $17.2 million. That sounds about right. They spent, <laughs> like, somebody had to have lost their job. I bet you over this. At least $50 million of that budget went to cocaine. <laughs> went to Bruce Willis's personal stash of cocaine. I mean, just, just, just. Because we, as we learned, he was part of the uh, story, the story committee for the film. He was in the writer's room. And I feel like a lot of that writer's room was Bruce Willis on cocaine. Just. So just looking at the Wikipedia entry on it, um, there's, um, just. I mean, it's just just looking at, like you know, they spent sixty five million dollars in this fucking movie, and nobody 
nobody lost their job. I mean, hmm. it's yeah. Wow. I mean, now we have to go and find the Hudson Hawk video game, <laughs> and I, I have to, I have to, I have to see if there's a. Uh, there's an emulator of it. Um, Part of me wonders if they were thinking this was going to be some kind of big franchise. Like, this was going to be a recurring character for Bruce Willis. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, no. your, 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 main, your main duo survives, even though they very clearly should not. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, the girl, and the girl makes it through. So they, that's, you know... Their little adventure squad is all together in the end of it. I'm wondering if they thought this was going to be some kind of franchise and then it did not pan out. But, man, there's just... That was rough. Some of that. That was rough. I mean, and we, you know, we historically love bad movies. Mm -hmm. Um I do not want my hour and 20 minutes back from the Dracula fucking movie we watched where you weren't here for <laughs> yeah, that. I wasn't there for that Holy one. shit. The ending alone makes that movie fucking worth it. So, um, <laughs> I, it's, I uh, really, I remember watching this movie and feeling like it was much less, like it didn't take itself as seriously as, it was a little bit more tongue in cheek. Yeah. But like, I, I, it wasn't. No. It wasn't. It was. But I mean, you can see clearly the actors are having a good time. Yeah. Which I mean, is, yeah, which but, is nice. You know, but, but, but at whose, um, at whose expense, you know, that's yeah. <laughs> what kind of gets to me. Um, that's a bad fucking that's, movie, man. Um, it was easier to watch the room. It was easier to watch the room. So I, I tell you right now, I'm going and, and just trying to see if the um if anybody has ever converted this video game into a ROM. <laughs> there's an NES game. Oh, oh, I think I may have found one. Uh oh. Cause he gets out of jail and he finds out he can play Nintendo. What the fuck? I mean <sighs> yeah, so it's, that's a horrible fucking video game. It's a, or a horrible fucking movie. I have no idea about the uh, the video game. I feel like the video game can't be much better. For some reason, I'm imagining it being like a Pitfall clone. I mean, it's what it kind of looks like. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, so Hudson Hawk. It's not even. It's good, bad, or it bad, just good. It, it's um, so. It's, I mean, it is stupid, but it's insipid. It's yeah. not, you know, it's, um. There are, there are parts of that movie that are generally hard to watch. Like, generally hard to, to sit through. Looking at, looking at, so, so, <laughs> looking at, at a review from Rolling Stone on this, there's a, a line. A movie this unspeakably awful can make an audience a little crazy. You want to throw things, yell at the actors, beg them to stop. <laughs> I, I, I. Yeah. Was this I, like a passion project for Bruce Willis? Is that like I don't I Did don't. he hit it big with Die Hard and then everybody was like, Dude, Bruce, he, what do you want to do? Die Hard 2 as well had come right. out after this. I Was somebody just like, Bruce, what do you want to do? And he was like, I got it. I'm a cat burglar who really wants a cappuccino. Well, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. You could have in theory 
<laughs> put together a plausible comedy mm-hmm. with the premise. Right. You know? Um, no, you could have. Like, you yeah. could have put together a, an adventure comedy mm-hmm. with the premise with many of those actors. Some not. Right. And actually put together a, a fairly fun movie. And I feel like... Like, Bruce Willis can be the lead in that. Yeah. You can do the bit with the cappuccino. Mm-hmm. Every time he tries to get cappuccino, something happens. Right. Um, you can have, to, you know... And Dan- I feel... Danny Aiello with, can you fucking believe I it? feel like there, there was, in the writer's room, like, somebody was there, like, this is a comedy. And that's why every radio in Vatican City is a crucifix. Like, every crucifix in Vatican City, the, the Pope and his legion of secret police right. can contact you through the crucifixes. Like, the... Just like the idea of Hudson Hawk putting himself in a box to mail himself to the Vatican to steal Da Vinci's notebook, like that's clever. It's and like the him stealing, like he has the list and it's like the the olive oil, the fishing line, like that whole scene is a very clever idea, and that could be like out of like an Ocean's parody movie. Yeah. Like, this could very easily have been, like, a parody heist movie, a comedy heist movie. And I feel like, I don't know if it was Bruce, but somebody in that room was like, no, no, we can work with this. We can blow your mind on this. Do you know who Frank Welker is? I have heard the name. Frank Welker is a voice artist. Mm -hmm. Frank Welker is best known for being the one who played Megatron. Right. In okay. the original Transformers. Mm-hmm. Frank Welker is uh, credited in this movie. Yeah. Um, he is the uh, the voice of, where is it? Bunny, the, the fox dog? terrier. <laughs> it's like, you hired Frank Welker to, you to hired, bark like a dog. To bark like a dog. Like, I mean, they just had money. Mm-hmm. They got James Coburn in this fucking yeah. movie to play a ridiculous <laughs> fucking part. I mean, I need to like redeem James Coburn in my head now and watch something dope with James Coburn. And um, oh my god, that's fucking, I mean, there's just nothing. Don't, don't, don't watch yeah. that movie, guys. If you did, because you you paused when we paused to go watch I'm the movie. So sorry. I apologize. I am so sorry. Hopefully, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Could you watch this movie high? If I was drunk, I'd get angry and throw a bo- throw a bottle at the TV. I feel like if I was at a party mm-hmm. and I was just slightly tipsy, and there was enough people there where we could all be mad about it together. I feel like that would be the ideal situation. I think you're nicer than I am. I think you're nicer than I am. I don't think I could fucking do it. I really don't think I could fucking do it. God damn, that's a horrible movie. It's just, and, and a lot of it is just... It almost drags at parts. Doesn't it, though? Doesn't it, though? Which, like, I, it, so much happens in this movie, and, and it like, just goes from thing to thing to thing, but it still feels so fucking slow. Well, because you would think it would be fast-paced, right. is what it is. At one point, I did kind of look over at Joe and go, you know we have to finish this fucking yeah. movie, right? Because we were both thinking at the same time, Jesus Christ, is yeah. this supposed to be a short movie? So don't go see this movie. Just don't. Don't, don't bother. Do don't bother. Don't bother spending your four ninety nine or whatever it is. Yeah, I want, I want my $4 back, yeah. man. Um... <laughs> 
I do. I want my $4 back. Bruce, Bruce, why'd you do this? I mean, Bruce Willis has made some horrible fucking movies, though. So This I mean, might be yeah, might my be least worst. favorite yeah. Bruce Willis <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, so let's just stop talking about Hudson Hawk. Cause I think that's that. I think we've said what we need to say. Anybody who has watched Hudson Hawk and understands, there you go. Anybody who hasn't, skip it. Just just do yourself a favor. Just go watch Howard the Duck. <laughs> You'll have more fun <laughs> with Howard the Duck. Um, all right, so we, as, as I said, we've, we have a lot of letters um, and messages from the past uh, couple weeks mm-hmm. that we didn't address, so... Um, we'll go over a couple of those. Uh, are you ready, Joe? Let's do it. Let's right. do some mail. So tell me something. If someone wanted to send us mail or correspondence, how could they do that? Well, they could email us, couchcrouches at gmail.com. They could find us on Twitter at couchcrouches. They could find us on Instagram at couchcrouches. Uh, they could find us facebook.com slash couchcrouches. Uh, they can find us on Podbean and Post Commons. They can write a review on iTunes and put a question in their review. Uh, and if it's five stars, we'll read it. Sure. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll come up with more ways for you to contact us in the future. All right. So uh, our first one that I have actually was from a couple weeks ago, um, but it was from Rob Baker, mm-hmm. who was featured on the Captain Marvel episode. Mm-hmm. He came to see Captain Marvel with us. Um, Rob, who I don't know if you remember, is as like, gay as I am fat. Right. Respond. He's like, he said, um, and this is a callback to an episode. Um, he says, I'd be willing to assist in the ass microphone episode. <laughs> we were going to put yeah. a microphone up your ass here. He says, uh, P.S. How about an episode with some Bowie conversation, Jim playing acoustic, something can't go wrong with Bowie. Um, also, yes to LARPing. So thanks, Rob. Uh, just again, comments mm-hmm. as well as questions yeah. are acceptable. Um, and he put he posed a possible topic for a yeah. show. Uh, good f- good friend of Joe and I, in front of the show, Rob, mm-hmm. from two weeks ago, um, uh, wrote uh, some suggestions for other social media outlets and uh, specifically our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And then also goes through some stuff. He goes, "Hey, friends, would have written sooner, but it's been a busy and rough month." Um, aware, being aware of his month, it was a busy and rough month mm-hmm. for Rob. Uh, a thought about your YouTube channel. You guys should use YouTube for movie TV reactions. Not unlike what we just did here. Uh, some of my favorite channels are watching people react and then discuss. Um, the Normies and Trophy Munchers are two of uh, my go-to channels, and I think y'all would kill it. Also, Joe's thought of doing sketch comedy is good, and if you ever need an extra actor, you know where to find me. He said, also, I'd love to come back at some point. Uh, we will love to have you back, Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, if you ever do a Potter cast, I bleed Harry Potter knowledge and opinions. Or another show that could be fun is if you had me and Giganta Smalls uh, on to discuss queer culture drag. Uh, I don't know. It could also be fun YouTube, uh, actually, because from what I've seen, my drag is very different than Giganta's. Um, yeah. That is my experience mm-hmm. as well. I was thinking. He also we were... has a list of terrible movies, mm-hmm. so. When we were talking about what topic we wanted to do today, uh, I was thinking a Harry Potter show, but I feel like Mike would also probably want to be involved. And in I think one. Jamie would too. Yeah. Um, Rob also uh, talks up Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, I've heard. So, I've heard some yeah. good things about it. So yeah, that's 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 a good one. So thanks, Rob. That's a good one. Um, friend Chris 
uh, not not Chris who's been on the show, but uh, my friend Chris from college mm-hmm. uh, emails us. He goes, hey, hey, Grouches, question for you regarding character creation and RPGs and teaching new players. Which do you think is the best way to start? Creating a personality slash persona and choosing class race skills from there or choosing class race skills and creating the persona from there? Uh, I have recently started choosing Persona first and worrying about mechanics after, and this question crossed my mind because I was included in a campaign as an experienced player there to assist new and less experienced players and help them learn. Long story short, too late. I started with class, race, skills, as that is how I was first taught, and I am seeing that some of the new players are worried more about math than fun and story, Mm. and I'm afraid I may have emphasized the wrong thing by starting where I did. So how do you help uh, steer fellow players towards diving into their characters and worry less about the mechanics and the math side? First of all, that's up to the DM. Mm-hmm. Okay, you could hammer home character all day, mm-hmm. but if the DM's running the type of game where the, the players have to feel like they have to be more concerned about math, that's the DM's fault. Um, but you, are, in my opinion, and Joe, you can certainly chime in mm-hmm. um, as it's your show too, uh, it is a chicken or egg question, isn't right, it? Right, yeah. Um, and I would say that for me, mm-hmm. and then we'll, you know, you can chime in. For me, it depends on a lot of different things. Yeah. depends on um, who I'm playing with, mm-hmm. the style of game I'm going to be playing, the game I'm going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, because... It it has to do with you know it, it it's you know what does the game emphasize? D and D while extremely well balanced is still in many in many ways um, a mechanics heavy game. Yeah, um, it has a very elaborate mechanic system mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so you can choose which way you want to go. Whereas something like um, any of the White Wolf games, um, Vampire, Werewolf, Mage, uh, Changeling, so forth and so on. Um, and I don't mean LARP. I mean tabletop. So, uh, LARP should be the same way, but the people that play LARP are different than people that necessarily play ta- mm-hmm. tabletops. So like a vampire game, you, you know, you're going to do a vampire tabletop. I would almost tell you to come up with a complete and total, you know, what kind of character, not necessarily character history, but a character concept, flesh out the character concept, mm-hmm. and then you can apply something to it. You know, you can apply a clan or you can, right. you know, apply powers and things like that. If you're an experienced, you know, player within a system, you're going to tend to be able to multitask at once mm-hmm. and come up with an entire concept right. fleshed out. Um New players, it's tough. How did I start with you when um, I got you into D&D? So when I, my first game was very much like I had the concept of the kind of character I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And then it was, oh, if you wanted to do that, then like I I came in thinking like, and I had talked to Gonzo about it. Um, it was like, I feel like I want to play like a dwarf. And I want to, you know, swing a hammer and, like, do that sort of thing. And it was like, okay, well, these are your class options for, you know, doing stuff like that. And, he, you know. So it was very much like I, I didn't have a personality, per se, in mind. So you, um, really, you really didn't have a whole lot of it was, capital C character right. in mind. You... Um, and that 
yeah, that character sort of grew as the game grew. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if I'm making a character now, I would say a lot of times I'll talk to whoever it is that's going to be running the game and I'll see what kind of world they have in mind. And then mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'll think about, okay. Um, if I had like a separate concept in my head about what I was looking to play, like I would be like, Oh, I have a character that I've been thinking about playing that would work in this setting. Or I would think to myself, Oh, you want to build, like I have a, a buddy of mine just wants to run through all of uh, yawning portal. Okay. And, um, I was like, Oh, like, so you just want like, he was like, yeah, you'd all be part of just like an adventuring guild and you'd be going through all these like different challenges essentially. And I was like, Oh yeah, I can, I, I, you just gave me my character concept right there. And it was like a, an adrenaline junkie, um, noble who got cut off from his father. So he needed a job and he went in. So like, it all depends on what game I'm playing and what I'm doing what I'm doing for the most part. But I guess in that way, as soon as I find out what the world is, I think of who I want the character to be. And then I think of what race and class fits that best. So I guess I am sort of personality first over race and class, but there's, um, I mean, there's a bunch there's there, there it's, Mm-hmm. I, I hate to give you, and you know, we give this answer sometimes, and I, I don't like to give it because often people are, you know, asking for a definitive opinion. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel like there is a viable definitive opinion. Right. I feel like there's a lot to keep in mind. I think, doing yeah, that. it depends on what kind of player you are, and it also depends on what kind of game you're playing, I would say, overall. Good answer, Joe. Um, so we have a couple of questions here. As I said, we you know we're we're we're, we're just about catching up to where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, I will you know hit this. So Jordan comes to us. This mm-hmm. is Jordan's theme song, of course. Um, Jordan asks a Marvel question, um, and. He starts with kind of like his opinions on Captain Marvel, and I'm not going to get into to those because that's a completely different conversation mm-hmm. that I don't want to have this week. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about Captain Marvel, I mean, we 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 talked the hell out of Captain Marvel already. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say, he he's second part of his email um, says Black Widow movie in the works, Scarlet Witch series coming with the Fox merger done, who's the next female to fe- uh, character to feature in the MCU? You taken Storm or the Field? Um so, let me go ahead. I wrote right a rant. Now, I was I'm in as I started this, I'm like, "Oh, did I do this to should I have done this at the very end of the show?" But I think we have some conversations mm-hmm. real quick about this and yeah. I'm not going to go super long and heavy into the rant, but I will um you know, I'll kind of list a couple of things off and see what you think. Right. Um, all right. I got it pulled up here. Let me read it for you. And we can kind of go as we go. So, Jordan, here's my answer in extended form to your question. Uh, Marvel is in the midst of gearing up uh, for production of a Black Widow movie. Funny how this should start. Personally, I have never been terribly compelled by the character. Although I do think that Scarlett Johansson's portrayal of her has been far more interesting than her comic book counterpart. Mm-hmm. 
That being said, I just don't see a black woman film. A bl- black women. <laughs> That's Freudian, but I don't know about what. It's that we're, the, we're tired and we just sat through yeah. a terrible fucking movie. Uh, that being said, I don't see a black. Oh, you know why? Because I just said a BW film, so I look mm-hmm. BW. But, uh, see a Black Widow film as a compelling project. I know that Marvel likes to contend that they are making different style comic movies, and that's fine. But a female super spy movie has just been so overdone, especially mm-hmm. as of late. Um, there's really not a whole hell of a lot of room for anything interesting or new to be achieved, in my opinion. In my opinion. Especially when Marvel has done such a, has such an incredible cast of female characters that remain either untapped or underutilized, whose stories would be a hell of a lot more interesting than a Black Widow film. Um, with Captain Marvel and its incredible success, mm-hmm. um, and not to mention the rousing success of DC's Wonder Woman movie, um, the film industry uh, will once again look at the influence that the female dollar generates. By the way, that's industry words, not mine. Mm-hmm. Um and try to find a way to further explore the audience that has been for years so largely right. ignored. Um, there are better female characters for Marvel to spend time and money on than Black Widow, and I truly believe that. Uh, the following are my ten choices. Some are longer than others, and others are, you know, originally I was just going to do movies, um, and it kind of morphed into long or short-term series as well. Mm-hmm. I attribute that to the fact that Disney Plus is coming, right, so yeah. I guess we can hope. Yeah. Um, First, uh, the first one that comes to mind for me is Spider-Gwen. Mm-hmm. I have it on good authority that tween girls love Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Um, I think that that should be reason enough to consider that character. Mm-hmm. I do know that they're looking into doing like animated stuff on D- Disney Plus because mm-hmm. of like the, the Spider-Verse yeah. Uh, yeah. success. I think I think also. Which, and when you watch Spider-Verse, yeah. Spider-Gwen is, yeah. is pretty, pretty yeah. fucking dope. In that and movie. we might also see some Spider-Ham. Um, <laughs> the next one is Gamora. Work with me here. Okay, we've already established that she's incredibly badass and compelling. We all know she's coming back, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's just, that no one actually died. I mean, she got, game. when they released the posters today, she got her, she got a character poster. Yeah, but she was gray. Yeah, but was, still, she was one I of mean, the ashed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you're right, yeah. Um, I mean, Zo- Zoe Saldana is incredible in the role, and, but I, th- and I think it's worth exploring further. There are a lot of places you could go with it. You could do, pre-Guardians um, or post-Infinity War, you know, mm-hmm. um, like Black Widow, similar to it, her film would be best geared towards an older crowd as she is effectively an assassin, mm-hmm. um, just one in space, which yeah. assassin in space is far mm-hmm. cooler than, like, green-skinned space assassin Even is, if free, we, is much cooler than a Black Widow if movie. If we got, like, a Gamora Nebula-like... Buddy cop film, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. A post, but they have to like be antagonistic the right. way they are, yeah, but well, still yeah, have to yeah. work together, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, my next one is Daughters of the Dragon. Um, if you're not familiar with who the Daughters of the Dragon are, they're um, uh, Misty Knight and Colleen Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've been uh, those two characters, um, and, and I and I think it should be, I think it should be. A next a next generation Netflix mm-hmm. series, um, but they've been the bright spots in Iron Fist mm-hmm. and Defenders, yeah. both of which were very disappointing. Mm-hmm. So, um, as well as they were both excellent in two seasons of Luke Cage. 
mm-hmm. which that second season still blows me the fuck away. Um, I just think, you know, honestly, it would be it would be dope. Um, they'd be the best female buddy cop show since Cagney and Lacey. Yes, I'm old. I said Cagney and Lacey. All right. So this is one of my next one's one of my long ones, but I want you to work with me for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dazzler. Giganta Smalls just squeed in happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually an incredible amount of potential with Dazzler. Um, so what you do, the first thing you do is you make the show work. So what you do is you either have it take place in the late 70s or early 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, when they go to, and this could also be a TV series, like this may be better, but I, I, you can do a movie. Um, secondly, Marvel should not affiliate her with the X-Men to start. Mm-hmm. Let her stand on her own. Yeah. Uh, let me give you a little actual tidbit of history about Dazzler. Mm-hmm. Um, Dazzler was commissioned to Marvel um, in 1980 by Casablanca Records. Now, Casablanca Records was a uh, a disco label, mm-hmm. but they were also famous for being um, the label, um, Kiss's label. Mm-hmm. Um, the band Kiss from back from all the way from seventy four. Right. Yeah. And they really Kiss made Casablanca Records. Mm-hmm. Like they're the reason that Casablanca Records persisted until they they, they ended. Um, so Marvel was commissioned by Casablanca Records to create a singer, kind of in the mold. Uh, and when I say in the mold of a Kiss of Kiss, basically, it was kind of a a, a pre made type rock star. Right. Um, and the original plan was to have an actual singer or actress portray Dazzle, or I'm sorry, have an actual um, singer record as Dazzler, do an album mm-hmm. as Dazzler, and then have an actor um, and have that album be a promotional vehicle for a film right. um, and have an okay. actor play Dazzler. Mm-hmm. Um, John Romita Jr., who was one of the creators of Daz- Dazzler, originally made her as a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um and had Grace Jones in mind to play her. Uh, look, young people, look up Grace Jones. If you don't know who Grace Jones is. Joe, do you know who Grace Jones mm-hmm. is? Okay. Look up Grace Jones. Unfortunately, the film uh, company that was interested in making the film had Bo Derek signed, and they uh. wanted to use her. So what we ended up with was yet another blonde-haired, blue-eyed superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that all fell through, right. and we just had this character. Um, I think go back to roots, mm-hmm. not roots, the TV series, um, go back to the roots of the, of the initial character and have a black woman player mm-hmm. and do it like Beyonce style. Okay. Hell, while we're at it, just have Beyonce play the character, mm-hmm. like have Beyonce play Dazzler. Um, or like maybe like see like she, instead of being like Beyonce, maybe she can be like shot, like, like shot a, mm-hmm. Young people, look up Sade. Look up Sade. Just do it. Trust me, it would work. Um, and done right, you have the potential for a great series. Now I'm gonna get really nerdy. Um, you can include her, like you know, she's like in, in her story and in the X Men and stuff like that. She's mm-hmm. got a character named you know uh, a fellow singer named Lila Cheney, and uh, her big villain is Cassandra Nova. It would just be, be fucking cool. I'm sorry, I'm I'm a mm-hmm. big nerd. Moving on, the next one is Jubilee. Okay. Uh, mistakenly dismissed as Dazzler Light because they have similar powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go. You've you've got a potential for um, a tween to teen um, Asian actress. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in a series that would not come anywhere near popular Asian tropes that exist in right. film and TV today. And I did, I liked the, um, I liked her in Apocalypse in the like two minutes yeah, of Apocalypse it, it was, she was Yeah, in. it was cool to have her there. I mean, but like, you know, you wouldn't have any Kung Fu, you wouldn't yeah. have any martial arts, you wouldn't have any Eastern philosophy. You just have an she's Asian, an Asian American. An Asian mall rat. Yeah, she's an Asian mall rat. Um, the film could be geared a little younger. Mm-hmm. And be a little lighter, right? Um, which would be a good thing. Um, or if you needed to inject her into mainstream Marvel films, she could be the Spider-Man of the X-Men. So like yeah. you get Spider-Man, the young kind of comic relief for the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Boom. She could be that for, for X-Men. Okay. Or you could update her story from that of an 80s, 90s mall rat to something more Generation Y. So whatever the equivalent is, I don't know, like a texting... Tide pod Tide eating. Pod. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it could be fun. I mean, you have... and what she's, you do a, is, she's a Tumblr kid. Yeah, what you do is you have a younger female writer heavily involved in her development, and if you do that, you, ha- you, you no longer run the risk of pandering mm-hmm. to a demographic. Right. Instead, it's, oh, well, this person is similar to, ah, to this character that's... I'm talking with my hands, mm-hmm. and there you go. Um... All right, the next one. We're at number six, ladies and gentlemen. Kitty Pride. So here's an idea. So once the MCU has developed the X-Men mm-hmm. as a team, I mean, you know, and even had a movie or two, put them in adventures, stuff like that, you introduce Kitty Pride and make a film or short series. Again, I like the idea of these of Disney Plus with their short, you know, three or four season series, mm-hmm. a three or four episode series. Um, but you, so you have a film with Kitty Pride featuring the X Men, but do the f- do do the series of the film one hundred percent from her perspective. Okay. So she's the main character, and it's a perspective of a woman in her late teens, not only dealing with being a mutant, but being an X Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all you do is you just fucking CGI a pseudo dragon sidekick, and it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, next one is Thor but the Jane Foster Thor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Natalie Portman's not going to play the part, or would she play the part? I mean, I don't know. I think she said she's, I feel done. Like, she's done. Yeah, I think she's out. Um, Jane is an established character in the MCU, so background is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's okay. As long as you establish that this new act, this is Jane Foster. Like, you know who that is. Right. Um, Thor is clearly, we just talked about this, moving in the Odin direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one eye gives it away, by the way. So, um and post Infinity War is an excellent opportunity to do something new with the character, even if for one film. Right. Um, so, like Jane would take up the mantle of Thor, and on the comic, Thor is unworthy, mm-hmm. loses um, Mew Mew, mm-hmm. <laughs> he uses Mil- loses Milyaner, um, and Jane takes it up. Um, however, Jane has terminal cancer. Right. So Jane takes up the mantle of Thor, and and then hilarity ensues by hilarity it's not it's awesome and it, and it ends super sad mm-hmm. um and then it, there's happiness at the end spoiler so so jane takes up the mantle of thor secretly hiding the illness killing her mortal form perform acts of heroism and ultimately sacrifices herself to save the universe mm-hmm. effectively what happens in the comics her death scene with thor could be fucking epic yeah you know um and then you can just like in the comics spoilers Spoilers, if you read the Jane Foster comic, the real Odin can resurrect her if you need a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes you can have a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. 
Next, Rogue. And I don't mean Rogue with Captain Marvel taking the powers, although mm. that'd be fucking cool. Uh, Rogue is the quintessential mutant tragedy story. Think about it. She possesses a mutation that kills people with a touch. Mm-hmm. Like, she can't, you know. Yeah. Um, go with the storyline in X3, the one that they so hideously fouled up. You know, the mutant cure mm-hmm. is developed, and Rogue has to decide whether or not she avails herself of it. In the meantime, while she's looking into it, she discovers an insidious anti-mutant conspiracy and the cure, what the cure actually entails. I, that's about all yeah. I came up with. Okay, so the last two are my favorite. Mm-hmm. One is a TV show. Right. And one is a a movie, mm-hmm. likely. So, number nine, TV show, She-Hulk. Yes. Okay? A semi-comedic legal procedural, like fucking Ally McBeal, mm-hmm. right? So a semi, semi-comedic legal, legal procedure, procedural where Jennifer, She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, takes up cases for super-powered individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and you could just easily just inject random C and D-level Marvel characters sure, yeah. to be her clients. And every now and then you could cameo somebody big, mm-hmm. all right? She and if you're not familiar with She-Hulk, she is an awesome character. Yeah, she's a really good character. Mm-hmm. Um, so just I'm pulling from her Wikipedia entry, um, it shows great TV uh, potential. They describe her as a highly idealistic lawyer um, who has a history of defending the rights of minorities, the mentally ill. She defends civil liberties, including the right for criminals not to be unduly mistreated and get a proper defense. Um, or individuals not to be victimized by certain less ethical corporations, but also believe in the necessity of law and order. Mm-hmm. I mean, so these priorities have sometimes made her, uh, her personally conflicted, uh, such as reversing her stance on the Mutant uh, Superhuman Registration Act and being disillusioned when her more famous cousin, whom she considers as a brother, was shot into space without any manner of due process. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or when she thought uh, to be a torturer and murderer of children was cleared from all charges. The show could be a lot, could have like a lot of heart. It could be really funny. Mm -hmm. It could be very female positive. It could deal with, with, you know, you know, that this woman with her, you know, she has body issues. She's Mm -hmm. seven feet tall, green skinned, you know, and and can never change. Mm -hmm. She can't, she can never change back. Right. I don't know. So you would need super sharp writers Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and an actress that takes the role seriously, but having a good time with it at the meantime. I bet you Aaron Sorkin could make a badass She-Hulk TV show. I feel like there's not, he doesn't have enough comedic potential. Oh, I mean, it depends on the writers he's teaming up with. Like, the newsroom has some really great comedic yeah. ones. Yeah, that's a good point. And finally, to go back to Jordan's question, the answer to who is the greatest of all Marvel females mm-hmm. is Storm. Mm-hmm. Just done. Storm is my favorite female in Marvel Comics. You know, she's She is easily the best leader of the X-Men. She was the best leader when even when she didn't have any mutant fucking powers when she lost her powers. Mm-hmm. So, so, so storm is super complex. Um, I mean, you think about the, 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 the 40 year history of storm. She's right. been written by some of the best comic writers ever. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a product of the all new, all different X-Men single greatest thing to ever happen to the title. And my first personal favorite era, mm-hmm. Um, she's got a cool history that goes well beyond the X-Men. Um, an origin story could be a lot of fun for her, uh, as you would be, you know, looking at a lot of 
her her life story is quite interesting about how she where she is and how right. she gets to where she is up to the moment she meets Professor X, mm-hmm. which is how you end that movie, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, you know, and I have another rant concerning my my idea for an X Men movie. Mm-hmm. Just stay tuned. Um, another suggestion could you do Storm um, like like a uh, a mid X Men solo story, the aforementioned when she loses her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and becomes leader of the Morlocks for a time, gives herself a mohawk, and dons leather, being the most badass woman on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like, she really goes, like, fucking... Have you seen the picture? Yeah, have yeah. you seen the issues before? Um, featuring another African female hero would obviously connect her, you know, in the MCU with Black Panther, which has considerable root in the comics, considering that at one point in time they were married. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's just so much that can be done with her. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the end... Marvel has written compelling women for decades, and mm-hmm. they really have. Um, but now that all the characters are back, just right. fucking use them. All right. Thank you, Jordan. What are your thoughts on all of that? I don't know. You got you, you got any got any reverse stuff? I know. I just took up like five uh, minutes of. I mean, five eight minutes of the show. It's you know I'll. I liked uh, Winter Soldier a lot. I liked mm-hmm. the political nature of it, so I I feel like I would probably enjoy the Black Widow movie. But like you said, she's not. It's not like she's a standout character at any at any one point. Do you it's, think you'd get a political Black Widow movie, I, I or do you like, think it well, would just be Salt or Atomic Blonde again? They. I mean, I f- they were talking about it being like her origin. So I'm wondering if they would do like a sort of political espionage type thing. I don't know. I I I just kind of or see even point, point if of they no did return type thing. If they did like a sort of her infiltrating shield for the communists and things like that, which could be that could be interesting. Yeah. But you know, I mean, if they make it, I'm going to see it. Yeah, I, but I just feel like there's an opportunity. There's more. I definitely think that there's. I think they're picking her because she's recognizable at this point to the because. You know, people are going to see the movies. They go, "Oh, look, it's Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow." Like, I know that character. Um, I feel like they will expand, especially after Captain Marvel's doing so well, to have more female heroes. Personally, I, I honestly do think that Valkyrie is gonna be the next Thor. It's, it's just how I feel, and I think. Tessa Thompson was fucking incredible as Valkyrie. So. Yeah. yeah so. Right? It was Tessa Thompson. It right? most certainly okay. was. And finally, finally, I, I, I saved the best for last. And by best, I mean, it just, you know, Doug. So we got an email from Doug. All right. So Doug also has Marvel questions. You see why I'm tying this all mm-hmm. in. Doug emails us. He goes, hey, team, if you could build the most ideal five-person roster for a Marvel equivalent of the Justice League, who would be on it with no regard to faction other than good? Mm. Bonus question, what would you think would be the most radical villain troop? Love the show. Keep them coming. All right, I'm going to let you start. Five-person Marvel hero team. Marvel hero team. My leader is Cap. Okay. I feel like he's already natural born leader. Yep. Like, he's got it. Um, for brains, I put Reed Richards on there. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like Spider-Man's good. He's got a lot of versatility. He can do stealth. He can do big, loud. Um, put the Hulk on there just because he's probably like one of my all-time favorites, if not my favorite Marvel hero. And plus, it's always good to have a Hulk. Sure. Number five, Moon Knight. Because I want him. You love Moon Knight. <laughs> I fucking love Moon Knight. Uh, how about your villains? You got, any, you, got any, you got any five villains? Can you think of five Marvel villains? I feel like it would be half of them would be Spider-Man villains. But okay, that's just, fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. So so Marvel did a um, did a, a a villain team up in the eighties nineties called Acts of Vengeance. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the, yeah. talked about it on the show before. Um, and one of the funny things about Acts of Vengeance in one of the episodes, um, two of the members of the Acts of Vengeance were Magneto mm-hmm. and Red Skull. Right. And Magneto being a Holocaust survivor and the Red Skull being a Nazi. Yeah. You know, it just shows, you know, like, like Magneto looking at Sky going, it's the first chance I get. I'm going to skull fuck this dude, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is Dr. Doom's looking between the two of looking between the two of them, clearly knowing what's going right. on and clearly being like, yeah, this is a really funny idea. Uh, like, I, I, just for me personally, you get a, if they made a full-on, like, Sinister Six movie yeah. with Doc Ock as the head of the Sinister mm-hmm. Six as it, as it should be, I'd watch the fuck out of it. I, yeah. Spider-Man, in my opinion, and I would say in most people's opinion, has the best rogues gallery of the Marvel, the Marvel comics. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. Fair, yeah, fairly extensive. Doesn't you know he's he doesn't have Doctor Doom, although Doctor Doom has fought everybody at one point, including or another. Spider-Man. Yeah, but I was like the these are. Clearly, like Spider-Man villains. Oh yeah, yeah. He's. I would say he's yeah. straight up. He I mean, rivals Batman for best rogues gallery. Period. Yeah. So, although I would say Spider-Man has a lot of Spider-Man's rogues gallery are very B level, but mm-hmm. that's part of their character. Yeah. So, um, all right. So for me, five best, five good guys. Um, and I'm a Captain America fan, but I'm not going to go that way. Um. It's a tough question. It is a tough question. Um, oh, five. Hmm. Which, which direction do I want to yeah. go in? Um, oh, boy. God damn it, Doug. Um. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Um. You do. Um, all right. Let's see if I can think about this. Um, all right. This is what you do. See if you can catch this. Mm-hmm. Um, you do. The leader is Franklin Richards. Okay. Then you do um, Nate Gray. X twenty three. Who else is there? Um, God damn it! Five people. 
Legion, who's actually a villain, but you mm-hmm. put him in there. Um, you're going with my trope. Have you caught my trope mm-hmm. yet? All right. Um, oh, no, get rid of Legion and put in Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Okay. And they're all second generation. Mm-hmm. They're all second gen- yeah. it's a second generation uh, team. All children of other Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in the end, all you need is Franklin Richards, yeah. but so, but that's fine. Uh, as for villains, so you would have to. I guess you know you'd want to put together an effective villain team, right? So you would have to find. So the leader would be Doctor Doom. Mm. That's just because I'm Jim Williams. Um, the leader would be Doctor Doom. Right. Um, and then you don't want to have anybody that would necessarily want to compete with Doctor Doom. Right. But Doctor Doom might want to have the rest of his team compete with each other. Like mm-hmm. you know. But I, I would do like, so, so like you wouldn't use Norman Osborn. Right. You wouldn't use Magneto. No. You wouldn't use Doctor Octopus. Right. You wouldn't use anyone that that thinks they're on the same level of Doctor Doom but are wrong. And right. also, I don't consider Magneto a villain. Um, mm-hmm. Or I do, but not the same type of villain. Yeah. So I would do like. Doctor Doom, um, there's some good ones. Doctor Doom and four Doom bots. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I mean, there's a lot you could do. You could do. Um, all right, all right. So what you would do is you'd want to. So Doctor Doom would want to put together a team that reflected both sides of his powers. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like Dr. Doom, Annihilus, mm-hmm. the uh, Annihilus and Ultron. Mm-hmm. Those are his technology sides. And then, um, Hobgoblin and Baron Mordo. Okay. Or, or you could also, re- you could also replace Hobgoblin with Nastirth the demon, mm-hmm. um, who in my Doctor Doom script is the demon that uh, Doctor Doom takes over, but Nastirth from the X Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got all like really weird and kind of, you know, yeah, esoteric there. But yeah, um, that's where I would go with. All right, all right, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean that's. I know it's a little deep, no, I know, uh, but I, you I, definitely I, when you're creating a villain team. You need to have one who's clearly the head, which is why when you have a Sinister Six, the only possible leaders you can have are like a Dr. Octavius, a Norman Osborn, like people who are clearly in charge and who clearly can show that they're in charge. Otherwise, your team is just going to be constantly fighting with each other over who's the guy in the lead. Yeah. So having Doctor Doom as the leader of a villain crew, I feel like, and then having a couple of guys who understand their limits is a good idea. I feel like I can do better with that team, though. She definitely have Doctor Doom. I mean, my hero team is fairly ineffective, because now I'm thinking of it from a Pokemon standpoint, where you want to have all your types covered. <laughs> so, like, I got zero magic users on my squad. It's true. I'm gonna be thinking about this. Yeah. If I if I come up with a better list, I'll uh, I'll um, I'll put it out there. I'll uh, post it to Facebook. But I don't know, man. 
There's, I don't know. That's, that's just, yeah. You know what? You know what I would do? Whatever villain there is. Um, you know, a villain team, you got to include J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know what the dude looks like who plays J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man video game, but if he looks anything like J. Jonah Jameson in general, that dude should be Marvel's J. Jonah Jameson because his voice is absolutely perfect. See, I like the idea. Of, I like the idea that the joking idea of Terry Crews playing mm-hmm. J. Jonah Jameson. Um, I mean, I personally think that J.K. J.K. Simmons was, was the perfect yeah. J. But I don't feel like he could be a J. Jonah Jameson in this Spider-Man right. universe. Um, in the Raimi one, it was perfect because mm-hmm. obviously it's very stylized. But I don't know. Um, another one that some people said that would be good would be um, um, what the hell is his name? Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you just get someone who can play grumpy, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Marvel Comics, man. <sighs> Not too far away from uh, Endgame. No? Getting ready? We're like a month out, and I'm yeah. I'm waiting. I'm ready. Yeah. I want to know. I got to know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time. It's time. The I trailer's mean. really, they're scratching an itch. And, and you know they're probably showing you nothing, right? Right. Well, they, they said, because they released the first trailer that had the space, yeah. and then they released the second trailer that had Nebula and Tony, and yeah. then they said, we're purposely releasing faked footage in our trailers, and everybody thinks that it's Tony and Nebula that's the faked footage, which is possible, but they also could be saying that, and then something else is faked. Yeah, who knows? It's just like, I want to know. Did you see the guy that replaced all the uh, the Avengers with Deadpool? In the, yeah. uh, in, in the trailer, that was funny. Um, hey, man, just fucking Marvel Comics movies, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm the cream of the crop. They really are that good. All right. So I, I think we've uh, effectively got another one, uh, another one in the books. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have Gonzo back next week. But... Uh, if they want to get in touch yeah. with us in the meantime, what do you think, Joe? Well, there's always couchcrouches at gmail.com. There's facebook.com slash couchcrouches, Twitter and Instagram at couchcrouches, uh, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, whatever the other podcast apps are. Once again, on Gonzo's Black Magic Corner, have you contacted the demons yet? All right, so stay tuned. Next week, we'll be back with another action-packed episode of who the hell knows what. We won't be as run down after watching wow, that's Hudson a Hawk. fucking rough movie. <laughs> All right, so. We have a week to recover. <laughs> so for Couch Grouches, this is Jim. I'm Joe. Fuck on, audience. Oh, I'm tired. He got his cappuccino, though. Fuck that movie.